Just finished watching the Borderlands trailer. I forgot it was out. I just watched it. It was awesome. I'm excited. It lived up to the hype. Uh, for a trailer, yeah, for a trailer, it's it's definitely gonna be different than the than the game, uh, but it's 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 worth it. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. All right, go <clears throat> back, guys. How you doing on this? What is it? Hump day. Hump day. Wednesday. Guys is looking at the computer like it's a different language. No, the computer's fine. We just said. Our radio audience might have got confused there. The order was out that it usually is, but our podcast audience might not even know what we're talking about. No one no one cares about the order. There's no <laughs> order. There's to be no order. There's there's to be only craziness. Craziness and the captain. One Aaron Judge. Do you uh, you see Judge talking out in Tampa? I did not. Well, not really see it personally, but I've heard about these things. <laughs> You're an idiot. Um <clears throat> Some of their first uh, full squad workout, spring training. He's uh, he's a lot of guys were embarrassed. A lot of guys didn't have the uh, the season they wanted to have last season. Kind of wake up call. I think just collectively as a group, we all kind of looked at each other and said, "This can't happen again." That's what I want to hear. That's what I want to hear from the big fella who got paid last year, had a bad year, got hurt, had a bad year because he got hurt. Now they're moving to center field. And he's joking a little bit about it, a little less likely to get hurt in center field. Um, talking about that play, that he has to kind of be smarter, which which is weird because I remember getting in debates with some filthy, stinking Red Sox fans about, like, you know, they're like, you can't do that. You can't run into that wall. You can't run to that concrete and blow your toe out. You can't do those things. Do you, Like, I get that you have to protect yourself, right? I understand that. But one of the things I like the most about Ken Griffey Jr., one of the things I like the most about Aaron Judge is they play with reckless abandon. It is, I'm going to go make that play. If that's the last play I ever play, so be it. But I'm going to go make that play. And I I like that. I, I want my stars, I want my athletes, I want my captains to go after it, to not worry about anything more than the win. Because when you start making business decisions, even if you're making them from an altruistic area of, you know, this, it's the team is worse if I'm not here. I better not do this. I think you start playing worse as a whole. Like Jeter diving into the stands against the Red Sox, coming up all bloodied and battered, and, uh, you know, the toss where he's not where he's supposed to be. And if, if he doesn't, the flip, I mean, if he doesn't get there against the A's and Jeremy Giambi, you know, he probably looks like a total loser. But he didn't care. He went for it. Judge going for it in L.A., great. Judge in center field now making fun of the fact that he's far less likely to run into walls and, and concrete walls, no less. I'm I'm okay with it. I'm excited about it. I think this is the most excited I've been for the upcoming season yet. Uh, okay. Oh, that last word changed a lot. Because the yet threw me off. Because I was going to say, Right now, like this Yankee team, because of the additions in the offseason and how these guys maybe have built more team chemistry and that there's a real challenge and the AL East's divisions got a lot better. I thought you were going to say before you said yet, this is the most excited I've been about a Yankee team for a while, in a long time, in 2024. But really, it's that these quotes, this conversation, this attitude is getting Yankee fans like yourself hyped up for 2024 because the awareness level is there. As a fan, watching different players, talking about you now and fellow Yankee fans, seeing players come in and out of the organization and understanding the expectation of what is expected by the Yankees, okay, we're all on the same page, right? We're all going to go back to being a World Series contender. 
We think the Astros are done with this, right? We think Texas is in another division. We know that. They're a contender. But why can't we be the top dog again in the AL East? Yeah, Tampa is still really good. Yes, Baltimore has gotten better. They're a true threat. We'll find out what the Blue Jays are going to do with that young core of players. The Red Sox think they're good. It would have been nice if Rafael Devers exercised it all this offseason. Now that the Red Sox fan base has nicknamed him Rafael Devours, <laughs> of how big he showed up to camp. But Yankee, <laughs> Yankee fans should be excited about what the comments of Judge and this team has set going forward in 2024. Yeah, and I mean, there's a lot of ifs, right? If you <laughs> really like that, Rafael Devours, you liked it. I hadn't heard it You're going to use it all season now to yeah. stick it to Red Sox fans. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, listen, there is nothing better than fat-shaming world-class athletes as a regular fat person. Like, as a fat guy who, you know, is just in bad shape, and then look at him who's getting paid to be in shape, and like, ah, <laughs> devours. <laughs> he's so fat. He's like, he's like four pounds overweight. Ah, big fat fatty. <laughs> I'll set the spread at 0.5 times I accidentally call Rafael Devers Rafael Devours this season. I'll take the over, please. I will take the over. Um, but no, this is an if season for the Yankees because there's a lot of ifs. Like, like if Garrett Cole can be a Cy Young again, if you know this one can be healthy. A lot, a lot of health questions. If, if, if healthy, if healthy, if healthy, if Giancarlo Stanton can do something, anything, give me something. Um, if they're done when asked if they were going to make more moves, judge said, quote, I hope so. Uh, the front office is always working. That's the thing that's amazing about being here with the Yankees. They're always trying to improve. They're always trying to make moves, be it a trade or free agent. I'm like, I'm in for that. I like that for two reasons. I like that because I would love if, you know, Blake Snell, the other Cy Young, or Jordan Montgomery, especially Jordan Montgomery. If, like, if the team went and got one of these guys, um, I would love that. But, like, when you're when you're the guy and you're coming back off a, a pretty massive injury, even though it was, a, it was a toe, and you're actually changing positions and all these things, and people are kind of worried that you're either going to get hurt or maybe you don't care as much because you got paid. And you're, hey, bring in more people. And you're, like, Wait, are you, are you at all worried that one of these people can have taken playing time away from you? No, I know how damn good I am. I want the whole team to be better. Like, that's what I want. That's what I want for my captain. I want him to not worry because I want him to know he's the best. It's a great attitude to have. It's a realistic attitude. The shift to center field, as you mentioned there, it is going to be interesting to see if he's criticized or critiqued by his defensive play earlier in the season. I think he understands that there's more pressure, and you've laid this out well, that I totally – Feel the same way about this Yankee team. The if is the word of the 2024 Yankees. If Juan Soto is the player they thought he could be earlier in his career. If Aaron Judge can be an MVP candidate. And I think there are also some other ifs that we really won't know until months into the season of. If Brian Cashman peaked. If Aaron Boone was the right manager. Those are real storylines that are going to be talked about depending on the success of the Yankee team. But I think they're very fair questions to ask depending on how high this Yankee team can go in the AL East and across the American League. All those are compelling storylines. And that list of free agents, you touched on Montgomery there and Snell. Cody Bellinger's still out there. Matt Chapman's still out there. There might be something left in J.D. Martinez. Clevenger. Like, there's some... Tim Anderson, if you want to start making some headlines in New York. Tim Anderson's got a big attitude out. There are some big names that are still sitting out there that if the Yankees really want another bat or another arm, 
How much do they want it? How much are they willing to pony up? Do they feel like other teams in the AL East might be aggressive? The Orioles with new ownership, the Mets always in the mix. Uh, I'm talking about now teams across the division and across leagues in your own, basically your own state. It is your own state. Sometimes <laughs> down the state feels like a different state. All those questions are going to be found out here with the if of 2024 New York Yankee talk. Yeah, uh, I can't. Um, I can't. Was it April 5th? I think the season starts. Uh, Judge does go on to say he does believe there'll be a, another move made. Um, I definitely feel like there might be another move on the way, but you never know. We'll see. It's just, it, it feels kind of all in. It feels like a push the chips in the middle of the table kind of season for the Yankees because let's be let's be real. Okay, let's say a lot of these ifs are answered in the positive way right now. And this is a Yankees team that goes out and wins 95, 98 games, 100, 104, so whatever, a, a big number of games. Comes in first in the American League East. They lose in the playoffs. Like that's when they that's when they come back down to earth. No matter how good they are in the postseason, they get to the playoffs when everybody's playing defense and they're not hitting for home runs. They're hitting for average. They're hitting to move the runner. They're, the style of ball they don't see all year, and all of a sudden they're like, I don't know what this game is. I don't even know how to play. So like that's that's where I'm at. Like, let's get the ifs right. But the biggest if is the only way this I, I would is the only way this season successful if. They win on the postseason and potentially go to the World Series if not win it. Yeah, yeah, because you got to win. They got to win. They got to win in the postseason. That is the expectation for the New York Yankees in comparison to other sports franchises. Not quite like this. Not professional ranks because the world of professional sports across all four major North American sports has changed about how you deal with the salary cap, how you deal with the draft, how you deal with movement, how you deal with more player empowerment. It's not as easy to do that because the athlete has changed from comparison to when the Yankees were in tons of World Series to what the athlete is in 2024. When you did the all-in reference, like pushing the chips all in the middle, I don't know why I kept thinking of this image of like one of the Steinbrenners playing poker <laughs> and just like them deciding they get a hand. You know, oh, you know, there's a lot of injuries this season. You know, the AL East is a little bit better. We've got some chips here. We don't want to move yet, so we're just gonna fold. Fold? What do you mean you're? Like, Yankee fan would scream at the Yankees about folding or making a wrong move. The only time Yankee fan is truly happy with the organization is winning. when they're going all in and winning. Yeah. That's exactly right. Listen, you win. It's all good. How how terrible of an interview is Blake Snell? This is such an unpopular take, but I, I still believe it. I enjoyed Blake Snell's attitude and found it more compelling during COVID than anything post-COVID. Now, I don't know if the COVID stuff scared him away from the media. And when Blake Snell was like, bruh, I've got the vid. What was he? The corona. <laughs> the corona. Corona and the vid, like, bro. That seemed more, I don't know, cutting through than what Blake Snell's given us the last four years. So, yes, he's not very uh, engaging probably because of those quotes now. It just feels like, you know, and, and listen, I know his walk rate's a little high. But, like, you're, you're a Cy Young winner and you're not, it doesn't feel like anybody's even coming for you. Like the Mets or the, the, the he makes the Mets an instant contender. He goes to the Yankees. He makes them a favorite to win it all. But nobody's really knocking that door down just yet. It's very weird. Which makes the Montgomery thing even more confusing, doesn't it? Because Montgomery, those are the top two names who are pitchers who are still available. Montgomery helped the Rangers win the World Series last year. Montgomery, we go back through the history of Brian Cashman in the last five to eight years. Montgomery's on the list of biggest mistakes Brian Cashman made 
letting him go when the Yankees needed another arm and watching him get better for different teams. The St. Louis Cardinal trade advantage St. Louis. I know St. Louis didn't win in comparison to what that fan base thinks they can do every single year. But he goes to Texas. The Rangers win the World Series. He thinks he hits range. He's going to make a boatload of cash. He still could. Like we saw it with Manny Machado and Bryce Harper and others where they waited and Manny, yeah, they, they waited, they waited, they waited, they got their money. Maybe that's coming, but it's tougher to figure out who those teams are in mid-February. Do you think Marcus Stroman makes an impact, a real impact, a good one? Yes. I think he's really good in that spot in his rotation. He wants to be in New York. He's somebody who I guarantee this the moment he signed, and I'll still stick by it. There will be a show in June, July, or August, maybe the middle of the week like today is, where Marcus Stroman's going to give us about two to three segments. He's going to fire off an Instagram post. He's going to get mouthy on Twitter. He's going to do something during a game. But that fire in a locker room, a bullpen, a dugout, is going to have an impact on the team. So he can be good on the mound, and he can get guys warmed up, fired up for games in the middle of the season. That will help that team. So, yes. Yeah. With how long... I just, I don't know. That's the thing. It's, it, he's one of the ifs. If Marcus Stroman is a legit top three member of the pitching rotation. Like, if Marcus Stroman still got starter to him. Because, you know, you paid him well, yeah. But he's a short guy who's been running his mouth for a long time. I'm somebody who's been like, dude, bring him to the Yankees. Bring him to the Yankees. They've never done it. Well, he's there now. So now my, my concerns are if he screws up, how many people go right to Twitter or start calling here and going, you know, why were you so wrong? Well, <laughs> happens. Um, reasons. But still, I, I, it's, I would love to see him go out and be a legit three on this team. Uh, it is LeVac and Goss, Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 980. A legitimate member of your family is your Honda Pilot. I love my Pilot. Just a few days ago, drove it back to central New York. No issues. Kids were safe. Things went so well for my family as they celebrated some birthdays with cousins and family and more. You're looking for a new vehicle. 2024s are there for you at Mohawk Honda. Now, maybe you're getting your taxes done a little bit early this year. You're looking at your finances for 2024 and think, ooh, I can afford a new ride. I can get an upgrade. I don't have to keep driving this thing around that's making weird noises. Half the doors don't work. Go to Mohawk Honda. That should be a spot for you. And when you go to Mohawk Honda, I know this. It's people you can trust during the car buying experience. And you're going to continue to go back for years to come. It won't be your first ride for Mohawk Honda. You're going to recommend it to your family, your friends, and more. And then you're going to see all these rides from Mohawk Honda popping up around your neighborhood and your family gatherings and more. Shout out to Lindsey Herndon and Greg Johnson, Kay McKenna, Brian McKenna. You know the names. John and Service and more. I would love for the next time LeVac and I are out, someone to roll up and say, hey, guys, I got a ride from Mohawk Honda because I heard it from right here on LeVac and Yaz. Love hearing stories like that and that people continue to build that relationship with them for years to come. It's Mohawk Honda where they always go out of their way to please you. Yeah, we both had our, our Mohawk mobiles today. We left a uh, lunch meeting. I didn't realize that members of the office really walked to that meeting. <laughs> I, I felt bad. I was like, Is this, if you just wanted a ride, you could have told me. Nobody did. No, I was. I got here parked. I didn't let him in there. Goodbye, non-Mohawk Honda consumer. <laughs> yes, peasants. <laughs> um, all right. There's a lot of little stuff going on. Sorry, I know your teeth is coming up here, but how about my park job today at lunch? We'll get to lunch later on. Just took up yeah. two spots real quick. Well, that and yeah, like re-maneuver, 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 maneuver again, re-maneuver, maneuver again. And then you got out with the trophy from the C4 Smart Energy uh, Football Challenge, bankroll challenge. 
and you couldn't get you and it out of the car, so you're screwed across the door with it. And I'm just like, what? Why? First of all, why'd you bring the trophy? Second of all, then I remember that that the client that we were meeting with was it was it was it was important to him. But yeah, you are you're an awkward human. Cautious is what I'd say because I care about my pilot. This report is sponsored by Allstate. A little bit of volume on the northbound Northway in Clifton Park between exit 8 and exit 8A. Route 9, a little bit of volume in Latham right near Alternate 7. Alternate 7 itself, not bad. We're good to go on 787-990 in the throughway. The Menands Bridge, a little bit slow in Detroit. Collar City Bridge, okay so far. From the WGY Price Chopper Market 32 Traffic Center, I'm Mike Barker. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate. Why make things harder than they need to be? There's a better way to save time and money. Visit Allstate.com or call for a quote today. It seems like everywhere you look right now, someone is sick. This year, prepare your family for airborne invaders like bacteria, pollen, and yes, germs with Navage Nasal Care. Navage flushes ultra-pure, refreshing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. Navage sucks out viruses, dust, and other airborne particles, all the stuff that gets trapped in your nose making you miserable. Don't get caught empty-handed this winter. Get Navage, the drug-free solution that helps you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier. Even better, Navage is HSA, FSA eligible. So Navage is a great way to spend those funds before they expire. Don't wait a minute longer. Buy Navage today and you'll breathe easier knowing you're putting your funds to good use. Navage is available online at Navage.com or Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, and Rite Aid. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. We're going abroad for the first time in years. To Spain. But we don't speak Spanish. So we started using Babbel. And started learning Spanish fast. With Babbel, you can start having conversations in another language in just three weeks. Babbel's conversational method teaches you real-life words and phrases. And with Babbel's interactive bite-sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. In just three weeks, we're starting to have conversations in Spanish. Estoy muy emocionado para ir a España contigo. Aw, he just said, I'm very excited to go to Spain with you. Nos vamos a divertir mucho. And that means we're going to have a lot of fun. <laughs> sí. Gracias, Babbel. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. If you love to travel, Capital One has a rewards credit card that's perfect for you. With Venture X, earn unlimited double miles on everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges where you just check in and chill out. Open up a world of possibilities with Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. And now another no-brainer money-saving tip from Progressive. That doesn't sound good. Paper shredders jammed, but I think I fixed it. Oh, well, try shredding these $50 bills then. Seems like it's working. Mm, better try another 400 bucks. Stop. Instead of using money, use regular paper. And here's a better tip from Progressive on how not to waste money. Don't pay too much for car insurance. Drivers who switch and save could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. Not available in all states. 
are you waiting for that proposal, ladies? Lily and David Fine Jewelers can help you give that boyfriend a little bit of a boost. Show it to him on Facebook. Hey, uh, Lily and David Fine Jewelers, the shops of Wilton, this is where I would like a ring. I don't know how deep you are in your relationship. We, LeVac, you and I may have had a conversation with someone today waiting for the proposal. A man waiting <laughs> to pop the question. I highly I did everything I could to talk her out of it. I did. I highly recommended Lily and David Fine Jewelers. I told her about it being a family-owned and operated business. Uh, you'll find exactly your style you're looking for. You're going to work with Alyssa. And if your boyfriend is dragging his feet and you're not engaged quite yet, this is the push that you need. Stop in so he can find out what you're looking for, make the process easy, find the ring that fits your budget, and maybe you're not quite ready for the proposal. That's okay. You still want to celebrate, whether it be your anniversary, a birthday, a holiday. Guys, this is the place to go. We make this easy for you. You have so many things coming up on your calendar. Put it down. Put it a reminder. Lily and David Fine Jewelers, Gaz has done it a bunch with them before, whether it's holidays, birthdays, anniversaries, all those special moments in your life. Lily and David Fine. Push gift. Got a baby coming in 2024. Take care of that significant other in your life. Alyssa would love to see you and the entire crew there. Lily and David. What's Fine. customary for a push gift? Do you know? Like, did you, have you got Jordan, like you now have two kids. Has, has she got push gifts? A wonderful piece of jewelry at Lily and David Fine Jewelers. I so go ask them. I believe I got her a pair of earrings. She likes earrings. She has also very small, almost infant-like ears for an adult. Dainty. Dainty. Go with dainty. You heard it right here. LeVac and Gaz, Fox Sports 95.9 and 980. It's LeVac and Gaz on the voice of the Capital Region sports fan, Fox Sports (laughs) 95.9 and 980. The better to ignore you with. It's frightening (laughs) almost. You know, it's not like like the big bad wolf. He's like, Grandma, what big ears you have. The better to hear you with, my dear. Gaz goes, Jordan, what? Tiny ears you have. The better to ignore you with, Thomas. Um, <laughs> man, I just... <laughs> today's been one of those... Days. It's so funny because we sit here and and obviously it's it's one of those... It, the downer the downer down time of sports where, you know, the, the NFL tag is out. But it's like, if you get tagged like right away, it's kind of a slap in the face. So it's not like... You know, you guys, oh, we were just waiting to tag you, fool. Like, you know, like, we're not even going to take time to negotiate. Ha <laughs> Contract? What? No, we're going to waste our time. Long-term commitment. <laughs> so, like, you don't expect anybody to get tagged right away. NBA's in the All-Star break. They, the Knicks tip off uh, tomorrow. Uh, college Hoops is going, but, like, you know, midweek, usually the matchups aren't as great. There's a lot of things that aren't really going on at the moment, um, you know, Spring training started for baseball, but you're, you're getting some quotes. You're not getting anything crazy. That being said, today for me on a on a professional level, because we had the kids club at Crossgates Mall, um, so the Firebirds were there. We you know signed people up for tickets and we gave out some stuff. Uh, we had you and I had a meeting at lunch with uh, with with a great uh, potential client. It's was, it was going to be a client, whatever. Um, we had all these things going. On. I looked over at my computer. Right during this commercial break, I have 18 unanswered emails, all that, all from that time. What? And I will tell you that one of them got me super excited because I could potentially be looking at the new mascot for the Albany Firebirds, the company is designing them. So getting closer and closer to be able to make that decision, I'm very excited about, but it's not done yet, but it will be soon. Uh, It's... When you look over and you see all these emails, you're like, oh, man, that one sucks. That's work. That one sucks. That's work. <gasps> Ooh, that. Like, it's it's kind of neat that way. But still, still, it's, it's, it's just 
man. So much. So much so much going on here. So little going on there. A tease. I want to find out more about this. All right. Yeah, you'll find out what everybody else does. All, All right. right. There, Tommy Corporate. How do you like that? Did my best to squeeze it out of you, but it's not <laughs> happening. Well, I can't. It, I could describe. No, 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 no. But it's not what I want to do. I want the social media clicks. So wait um, till you post it, and then we'll retweet it at <laughs> WOFX980. Um, no, it, it's just it, it's just crazy stuff. So the Knicks start tomorrow night, and I know at this moment in time, get this, the Knicks have the third best odds to win the East. Ooh. Uh, let me guess the other two. I think Boston's head and shoulders above everybody else. Correct. Boston would be one. I'll still... I'm, you can hear me getting questioned whether or not you take Milwaukee is too. I'm going to go with Milwaukee is too. Yeah, you are correct. The reason I hesitated there on Milwaukee is because all the talk about Doc Rivers and the franchise not living up. I love this stat. I love both of these stats, LeVac. Tell me which one you find more impressive. That in the last 10 months, the Milwaukee Bucks have had as many head coaches in the last 10 months than the Miami Heat have had since 1995. <laughs> do you like that stat or do you like this stat? According to the analytics and more, the Boston Celtics are the greatest offensive team in the history of professional basketball. What stat is more impressive? I'm not a fan of the. You know what? I got another one, LeVac. All right, go ahead. That the record setting 73 win Golden State Warrior team for, I believe that's the year of 2016, so 2015, 2016. If their offensive numbers were placed in this NBA season, Offensively, they'd rank 21st in points per 100 possessions. That's a lot to that one. Yeah, that one was a little bit more wordy. That doesn't make the top two. That's a lot. All right, so uh, Eastern Conference. You're right. The Celtics are the odds-on favorite to win the East. Plus 115. Ugh. Yeah. 115. I was going to guess 190, and 190 is not great. One. The fact is, like, even... Even much, money in a professional sports league? With, you know, wow. with, quote, half the season left. It's not a full half, but uh, Milwaukee Bucks, you want to guess? I would guess plus 310. On the nose. Uh, for real? Yeah. Look at that. All yes. right. And I can tell by his reaction he didn't cheat. Um, the New York Knicks, again, are third. That one's a little further. I would guess plus, you're trying to draw action on the Knicks, so plus 490? 650. Wow, that's that's a lot more off. It's, okay, yeah, it's a little, it's a little bit. It's just, it's just a little. Yeah, the Western Conference. Wow, the Western Conference is incredibly difficult to figure out the wager on this. And I'll before I before I guess on this. Here are the teams that are in contention in the Western Conference. You've got Denver, the defending champion. How do you look at Minnesota and Oklahoma City teams who are unproven in that Western Conference? Is there another contender there? If you said, Gaz, what's your favorite second-half NBA storyline? It'd have nothing to do with any of this. It would have to do with, are we going to get a one-game play-in potentially against the Lakers and Warriors? That's a real possibility. Could you imagine a one-game winner-take-all between Steph Curry and the dying dynasty of Golden State versus LeBron's potential last game as a Laker? That could happen. I know I'm stalling now to do math in my head. I'll just tell you this. So the teams you've mentioned so far, three of which are in the top five. Okay, I would... if I had to put money on who I think would come out of the Western Conference, I would still have Denver as the favorite because they haven't gotten beaten, but I don't think the number is great. I would guess like Denver's like plus 390. 220. Gosh. 220. They're not even the number. 
Are they the top three right now? I thought Oklahoma They're City. They're number one. Let me rephrase that. They're the number one win percentage, top of the standings team uh, in the end. They are the they are the team with the best odds, the shortest odds, to win the West. Okay. And they cur- and they currently sit fourth in the Western Conference. Okay. So uh, the team, I guess, I'd put second there because they have more superstars. Would be the Clippers. Correct. Uh, they were two twenty. You said the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Clippers probably are plus. We'll do three ten again for fun. Two thirty. Right there. I don't like. Okay. All right. And there's a big jump after this. Is it the plus six fifty for Minnesota? It's plus seven fifty. Minnesota is at one spot behind this team. Oklahoma City. Phoenix Suns. Plus seven fifty. Okay, let, let's pause this for a second here because you gave me Denver and Phoenix. So if these if the playoffs started today, Denver and Phoenix would play each other. So that, so they, the odds makers, they, the book setters, are telling me that the winner of the four five game is potentially the better NBA champion than most of these teams in the conference. Well, they have, they have the top uh, top three chance to uh, represent the West in the finals. That seems like more respect Remember, for— Remember, this is the West. I'm not doing the finals. Right, it's right, just right. the West. But that, that seems like that's a lot more respect for Kevin Durant and Devin Booker and everybody else out in Phoenix than it is for these young teams. I guess I can't really yell and scream about this if I said I don't trust the teams that are younger and then realize they just gave Denver and Phoenix the take I just had two minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, I would never touch anything in that Western Conference. The only thing All I would right. touch is Boston. Here you go. Denver, plus 220. Clippers, plus 230. Suns, plus 750. Minnesota Timberwolves, plus 800. And then Oklahoma City, plus 850. You wouldn't touch anything. And I even said I'd touch Boston at plus 115 in the East. That's a 50-50 bet, basically, to come out of a conference that could potentially have injuries. I can't believe we just ran through, like, 15 future wagers, and I don't like a single one I'd put money on. Like, I don't like one... Like even the Knicks one, I think is honestly if I had to rank them, the Knicks would be the one that's the most intriguing because I was so far off on that bet. But I believe they're probably factoring in the health of Mitchell Robinson there, of what Robinson's potential would be if like he doesn't come back. How quickly does that odd change? What if I told you the Knicks have the sixth best odds to win it all? So that would be behind Boston, Milwaukee, Clippers, Nuggets, Phoenix. Yes, but not in that order. Gosh. Uh, yeah. I don't have really a pushback against any of that. The only other team that I think I would force into that conversation would be Cleveland because Cleveland's Eighth. so hot right now. Eighth best odds. Cleveland's really good. They're the second seed right now in the Eastern Conference. They're probably underrated, which is odd to say about that franchise who had LeBron for a long time, but they are really tiny. When it comes to their guards, they're really small and fast. Everybody else is huge in the NBA. Cleveland's like, we got an idea. We're going to be small and fast and score a lot of points, and we'll see how it goes. And it's going well for them. So maybe the Cavaliers would be the only one I'd put ahead of New York on that list. Yeah, so Celtics 1, plus 230. Nuggets 2, plus 440. Clippers, plus 500. Bucks, plus 650. Suns, plus 1400. Knicks, plus 2100. Woo! Timberwolves are right after them, and then the, then the Cavs. And just and just impromptu, just saw that stuff. So if the Knicks come out and just handle business the rest of the season, I, I mean, I wouldn't blame people for putting a little bit of cabbage, a couple tacos on the Knicks to win it all. And then if the Knicks just play well, you're you probably get cashed out early at a good number. 
You can spin this statement how you want because people have certain ways in which they like to wager on teams or find action in the game if you don't have a favorite NBA team. Right now, the year 2024, heading into the future wager market for the NBA, is this the best time to wager on the NBA? I hope you know what I mean by that. Do you want to explain that a little bit more? Yeah, please. Okay, because there's some people who love betting favorites. Like if you go to Saratoga, you know somebody might bet a three to five or four to five shot. They love betting a favorite. If you wagered on the Lakers when they had Kobe and Shaq, if you wagered on the Spurs when they had Duncan, there are so many heavy favorites in the NBA that it's them versus everybody else. The build dynasties, the 90s Bulls and more. We've seen a stretch here post Warriors, which no doubt the Warriors were a dynasty that we saw the Bucks. We saw the Raptors. We saw the Nuggets. We saw teams that traditionally don't win championships, win championships. So with the parity now in the league and, I believe it makes it a lot more fun when you have franchises like the Raptors, Bucks, and Nuggets winning titles. That fi- that feels like it's wide open. And for a long time, for the course of a lot of NBA fans and sports fans, the NBA was the least open of any of these professional leagues. So I ask that because the odds are better. So would you rather, I guess in the NBA, wager on a longer shot or take that heavy favorite? I would say longer shot because the payout's better, but not everybody would feel as confident in their wagers. I mean, for me, it's just who I believe in. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, I, I know that I bet the Knicks before the season because I, I like, and we're talking like five, ten bucks. I'll bet my favorite teams to win it all every year, five, ten bucks, fun money, no, no intention of getting it back. I now, I can tell you now that I could cash out these Knicks bets for a profit, not a big one, but a profit because they played so well that their odds have gone down. So they're like, hey, we'll buy that from you. If you want to reinvest with that, fine, whatever. We'll buy that from you at a discount. So again, for me, it, it all it always it all always comes down to just timing and what, how I feel about it at that at that time. Are you as excited, or do you not? I feel like this might be a theme today. Big deal, little deal, no deal at all. We'll see if I can squeeze that in a few more times in the show about that Warrior Lakers storyline I gave you. Like, if you saw Golden State with Steph Curry and whatever Draymond Green's going to, and whatever's left of Clay Thompson, tipping off against the Lakers in a winner-take-all game. A lot of fans never got the LeBron-Kobe finals. We just never did. We never got a lot of matchups we would have dreamed of. That feels like a dream matchup if we got that. Do you think that's going to happen? Do you even care about that if we saw that in the postseason? I think I would get hyped up when it happened, but it would really depend how they were both playing at that time. Because if they're both... We've seen both these guys dominate, get hurt, play sloppy, dominate again, get hurt, slow down, play sloppy, whatever, dominate again. So, like, if they were both playing dominant hoops and they ran in each other, yeah, I'd be, I'd be, I would get fired up. That's what I would, I would get to that fired up place. All right, I can get with that. I think the hype around that and the ratings and all that fun stuff would be great. How about LeBron, the biggest liar, too? What? I almost got traded to Golden State. I had no idea. I found out just like you guys did on Twitter. Liar. Liar. You are a liar. Because if he really, he would be throwing an absolute fit right now if he really was just finding out right now. You're telling me LeBron James had no idea. Lies. There's no more powerful athlete of my lifetime that controls how, way, image, what city than LeBron. What? I almost got traded? Lies. Right. You knew LeBron. Right. Well, and again, he would throw a fit. Like, how dare they? I have been, I've given them all I have, and 
my plan was to bring my my young son here to play with me, and they had the nerve to go behind my back and try to move me, try to give up on this team and this roster. How dare they? I wonder if somebody in LeBron's camp could have swung that and said, you know who never got traded? Michael Jordan. Another one for LeBron. There's that GOAT debate. <laughs> I was so valuable late 30s. People still traded for me. That didn't happen, though. Did the White Sox trade him? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know if they did or not. Did the Monstars trade him? Not thinking back. Yeah. Whose team was he on? Oh, <laughs> whose team are you on anyway? Um, no, just stuff, to, just stuff to pay attention to. And again, I think, I think we got a very... The the beauty of what's happening right now, and it's it it sucks that on your you know, on the voice of the Capital Region sports fan, that we're having this moment in New York sports with hoops and hockey. Like and I know there's I know listen, I, there's a lot of fans out there who love hockey, a lot of fans out there who love basketball. I, I get that. NFL is king. Major League Baseball is right after it. Then it's NBA. Then it's hockey. That that's that's how the hierarchy works. That's when programming, when doing everything else, that's how the hierarchy works. But right now, we are in a position where the Knicks, if they play the way they're playing, are going to be in it all the way to the end. The Rangers, in it all the way to the end. Take take a good look at the Islanders because if they, they might make a move, but if they if they don't like sell off talent, they could climb right back and be in it all the way to the end. We we could be looking at three plus New York teams taking it right down to the wire, maybe winning it all. If the if the Rangers play the way they played during their two hot streaks and and they get that, you know, it's all about the goalie in the playoffs, if they get that, they could win the Stanley Cup this year. This has been a long time since we could say what you just said. That multiple... Well, we could say it. We would just be liars. That multiple New York teams are in a true spot where they can make a run at a championship. It's been a long time, probably since the mid-90s. I get the Giants. The Giants won their, but even we remember the Giants were underdogs in a lot of those games. The Giants were not the favorites. I guarantee you, a lot of Giant fans might have revisionist history about how deep you thought those Giant teams were going to go. Right. It wasn't that conversation happening back then. But now with these, we'll call it winter season sports teams, and even the spring of how far these teams can go. Who's the next New York team to win a title? You know, Stephen A. Smith got in trouble for this one, right? Did it? What did did he say? Didn't, or was it Michael K? Somebody got in trouble for this, or like? Well, the Rangers. Oh, hockey doesn't count. Hockey to, and then he took heat about that. I would, if I had to guess, I would say the Rangers. It feels that way. It feels like they've been the closest, longest. They're also the team that was like brave enough to go put out a letter to everybody, like, "Hey, we're stealing your money. We don't. Uh, we're not gonna be good for a while. So just uh, don't buy more tickets. That's a mistake if you do that." Um, yeah, they've got to be one. I I want to put the Knicks too. Why not? I had something about this Yankee team. Who's closer? Okay. Ooh, I did not think you were going to say the Yankees. I was going to say the Buffalo Bills would be second. Because here's the thing. I feel like the Bills missed that window. So now you've got to do enough to show me you're opening a new window. Because that window of Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis is, is potentially, he could be gone. He's free agent time. Um, Stephon Diggs, he could be gone. He looks like he's not happy there. You got James Cook, you got Josh Allen. That's good. Like it's that's a good foundation to work on offensively, but just a lot of drama and and stupid stuff that it feels like you missed that that dominant window of Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen. What makes that conversation really tough is a lot of the things you just said there about 
the biggest beast, we'll say, within the conference? Have they been slayed or do they still exist? The Chiefs exist. That's what makes it so difficult for Buffalo. Now, New York is going to have an opportunity to get to an Eastern Conference Finals. They had a series. They got to the Eastern Conference Semis last year before getting knocked off by the eighth seed in Miami. So they have not got to a conference finals like the Bills have, and unfortunately for Bills fans, didn't get through the Chiefs at that point. The Rangers have gotten to a Stanley Cup within the last 10 years. I believe it's 2014 with the Kings of how far that Ranger team had gone. The Yankees, in similar fashion to the Bills, they couldn't get by Houston. Is Houston still the team? Not really, because it's Texas now. Texas is the team to beat. They're the defending World Series champions. They are the top dogs in the AL West. What happened at the end of that season where the Rangers could have had a whole different layout postseason-wise. So, you know what? I'm going to re-rank them. I'm going to Rangers 1. I'm going Bills 2. And I'm going Yankees 3, Knicks 4. Just because I know they got to the conference finals and I've seen them beat the Chiefs. Just not when it's the most important. The Yankees have a far more difficult path than Buffalo because they have more contenders in their division. Like the Patriots weren't very good. Rodgers got hurt the Jets. That AL East is so stacked this year for the Yankees to face off against. Yeah, is it though? I mean, yes. Is it? They didn't even win the division last year. That was last Bu- year. At least Buffalo won the division. That was last year. Took them to the last game of the season. Yeah, long. Yeah, yeah, long list of super young players in Baltimore who may not answer the bell this year. Boston's got. You know, Fatties out there. Uh, did you see? Did you, you, went, see the, you went a whole half hour without doing the Raphael Devers <laughs> thing again. <laughs> Devour. Um, did you see the the gift for the Blue Jays plane? Because you were the one who sent out, like, they're all like 6'2, 255 pounds, like the whole team. Somebody had a plane, it was just like lift off, bounce, lift off, bounce. The Toronto Blue Jays on their way to their next game. Um, no, I, the pitching staff for Toronto is a little loopy. Boston doesn't scare me. And Baltimore is Baltimore. They'll fall on their face. If the Yankees go out there and play the way they're supposed to play, that that East could be not a problem. And by the way, the East ate each other last year. And Tampa Bay, I mean, you always have to worry about Tampa Bay. They're the boogeyman under the bed. Just when you think they're gone, they you know pop back out. But, like, they, they cannibalized each other last year and a bunch of the teams made it to the postseason. The Yankees did only win 82 games last season. They were three, yeah. three wins away from being below 500. Yeah, but they weren't, and that's last season. How about the last four seasons before that? They were much better. Yeah, high 90s, 100 games each each year. Yeah, is that what it was? Okay. Um, <laughs> you win I, one division title, guys. I know. You think all history changes all you and your Orioles. All of a sudden, you're over here popping off. Corbin Burns, you want Montgomery too, don't you? Sure do. I, I, just, I looked over, I saw two great tweets, one after another. Scott Hansen, 200 days from right now, we'll be in October. Hashtag NFL Red Zone. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. Love you. And then, do you remember Francine from ECW? I do. The Queen of Extreme? She just tweeted out, hey, at WWE Games, I have the Queen of Extreme tra- trademarked. Do I need to send you something? Uh, do I need to send something to you guys again from my lawyer? Ooh, look out. Get them, Francine. How dare they? Get yourself even, paid, Francine. I don't even know what's going on, but Francine's mad. Francine's mad, so am I. Hashtag heel in her, in her, in her. The hashtag heel. Yeah, man. So it's just, it's just one of those days. Uh, we're getting, we're gonna have the Knicks back tomorrow, right yes. here. 
on Fox Sports Radio 95.9980. I know we got the firewalls coming up here quick. I got like two minutes before we get to that. Uh, real quick, I like the AL East how it is, by the way. I don't know if like, I know we were going back and forth about it. There's been talks this week from Manford about whether Nashville is going to get added or Salt Lake City and how, if at all, they have to readjust the divisions. Let's not touch the AL East because I think that's the best division in baseball. So if you want to add Salt Lake, you want to add Utah, you want to add Nashville, whatever, let's not touch the AL East. Sometimes divisions are really good and rivalries are good. This is a fun one. Don't touch that one. Well, I mean, it'd be nice if they added somebody who's a more consistent competitor. I mean, we got the Rays, and then the rest of you guys are chumps. So The division champion, reigning def- lineal, dare I say, the lineal champion, Baltimore no, They're not Reels. lineal. They're real champion. They're in there, right? They haven't been knocked off yet for the championship. Yeah, well, first day of first day of uh, Yankees opening day is April fifth, so I look forward to it. Coming for you, coming for you, kids. That's definitely not how lineal works. I really wanted to squeeze that in one more time. Yeah, I know, because they would have to be somebody else would have to be the reigning champ. Right. If they beat them, then they don't take the right. championship. Right. Nice try, man. Right. Sorry. How dare you? How dare you use your your vocab word too many times? Um. All right. Listen. Let me talk to you about my good friend Drew Prescott. Drew Prescott, heck of a guy investment guy uh, just the guy that you want to talk to when you talk about your money and make a plan the important thing to remember when you're when you're doing your finances is you need a plan and whoever you work that plan out with you got to trust them you got to like them it doesn't hurt if you enjoy talking to them because everything in the in the finance world is up for grabs it can change in a moment's notice your best way to move forward is to have a great plan and trust the person you're making that plan with. And that's where our guy Drew comes in, PrescottPW.com, P-R-E-S-C-O-T-T-P-W.com. I like the best part about Drew is when you look at the our team on the website, it's Drew. Like when I talk to Drew Prescott about, do I want life insurance? Do I need an IRA? Do I, want, do I have to go Roth versus regular IRA? What, what am I doing here? Like it's him. You're not getting handed off to somebody else. Or, you know, if anybody else is taking your information, you're still it's they're working through Drew. Drew's your guy. That's that's the way to do it. And I, I like that. That's why uh Prescott Private Wealth Financial Services is is who I'm gonna start making my plans with. Because again, you gotta make a plan. As I've as I've always said, and it's trademarked, I'm the first person to ever say it. Failing to plan is planning to fail. And that's that's, that's what I've always said. No, well, that's I, John Wooden. I, Jeff Levesque. Um, I, I've always said that. And then when I, you know, you talk to Drew, he talks to you, he'll tell you, Hey, you got to have X amount of savings is, is your goal. You got to, you got to have, you know, a budget set up. That's your goal. Now let's talk about your portfolio. Let's talk about your stuff. Let's get you where you're going. It's just, it's really cool. And it's non-judgmental, which I like because I also remember he's an Alabama and a Red Sox fan and a Bruins fan. So he really doesn't have a right to be judgmental. Unlike coach John Wooden, the late coach Wooden, who judged Bill Walton, LeVac and you listening, Drew Prescott's the man. Don't judge him. He's going to get the results just like a young Bill He Walton. won't judge you no. when you talk about your finances. PrescottPW.com. That's uh, that's the place to go. Uh, Albany Firewolves. You ready to talk a little Firewolves? Yes. Let's talk about the back on the winning path. Coming up next right here at Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 980. You're a winner. You are a winner. It's LeVac and Gaz on 95.9 Fox Sports Radio. The first place. Back on the winning track, Firewolves going to be back home at the MVP Arena on March 2nd. Joining us now, defenseman uh, Leo Sturris. He is uh, he is here. And, and, and Leo, man, we um, this team has become so easy to root for. You've been in the league seven years. Is this is this one of your favorite teams you ever played on? 
Yeah, I think I think you know every team's different, uh, but the chemistry of this team has, has been really exciting this year. Um, you know, the culture's been the same since I've been there last year and this year, uh, but just the energy of this group with the young group and then some some veterans, some 26, 27, 28-year-old veterans, um, um, it, it's been a fun energy. Big victory, back at home, MVP Arena, trying to hold on to first place. Did that game feel like the most important game of the season this past weekend? I think I think it's the Bill Belichick mindset, you know, the next game up. Uh, the next game is the biggest game. So, so yeah, last week was the biggest game in our mindset um, with an opponent that, you know, um, you can't look over. You know, Colorado is, is a pedigree that's been there for years. They're a championship pedigree. And uh, no matter where you are in the standings, it's any given day with this league. So a uh, big one last week and then on to Buffalo this week for the Battle of the I-90. Very, um, very Belichickian of you with on to Buffalo. But, like, <laughs> Buffalo's a, a hell of a team. They're they're one of the the biggest baddest. It's like it's got to kind of be nice to be facing them now instead of potentially looking ahead to them. Yeah, you know, um, I think it's a it's something you always can get up for a game at a game in Buffalo, uh, especially at Key Bank. Uh, you can definitely get up for games there. Uh, but again, any game you get up for, so um, a good test for our team, uh, a top team in our league, and uh, hopefully, you know, being on the winning edge is going gonna, is gonna to put us um, a little bit above them in the standings when playoff comes. For those Capital Region sports fans who might want to learn more about what's going on in the matchup for Buffalo, maybe they're Googling your name. If you catch a certain website, you will see you fought against Buffalo, which makes you sound like a superhero that you fought the entire team. I know that's not exactly what happened, but take us through that little bit of a rivalry last time you guys faced off and how you got a little bit more physical than usual. Yeah, I think those games are, are tough games. Buffalo, that's their M.O., is they're going to come at you, uh, and we got to come at them with the same uh, you know force that they do to us. So it's matching that intensity uh, like Coach Clark says, playing on that line um, where you're not, you know, jeopardizing the team by taking penalties. Um, but again, you know, uh, not giving up anything easy. Leo Sturris with us right now, and we're uh, we're getting ready for the the Buffalo Albany battle. Um, you you what? So Georgia, what the Riptide, and and now the Firewolves. When when you played two different New York teams, and one's upstate and one's kind of downstate. How different is your personal life? I know you guys travel a lot and you're in and out of town, but like when you're in Albany, how different is it than when you're with the Riptide? I I think you know it's it's you're flying really to any city. Uh, I love the upstate New York energy. Um, I went to college at Colgate, so I love being upstate. It reminds me of back home here in Canada. So, um, but again, really in my mind, it's just a connection. Um, uh, Albany, we don't have direct flights coming from Toronto. We're in, uh, in you know, obviously flying to, to New York. You obviously have the direct flights. Other than that, I love Albany. I love the small town feel. Uh, but it's, you know, obviously people forget it's still the capital uh, of the state of New York. So, Take us through that process. How did you end up going to Colgate for college? Uh, you know, small town kid playing lacrosse. Uh, I end up going to a prep school. Uh, have a good tournament out in the Finger Lakes, Finger Lakes tournament up there. So got recruited from the Finger Lakes tournament, and uh, uh, kind of the rest is history. Went as a a 17 year old, 
true freshmen uh, and kind of learned uh, learned the ways of university very fast, both education and and you know otherwise. But loved Colgate as it was a five hour drive uh, from home, and and it was close to home for family and and all those other reasons. So. So it, uh, it was a great choice for me. Did you hear that, Levant? Good things can come from the Finger Lakes. As a proud alumni of Hobart out in the Finger Lakes. That's right. Good <laughs> finally, things. finally, I met Leo, so I know something that's true now. Something good can't come out there. That's not what I meant by that. <laughs> uh, when you get ready for your next matchup, what, <laughs> what stands out to this opponent you guys are ready to face off against? When you talk about Buffalo and you look at this opponent, what makes them such a good team to face off against? Yeah, you know, you can't take anybody for granted if you look at their offense. Um, you know, everybody is a is a top caliber player, so it's it's being ready, being on your toes, not on your heels, and and kind of taking it to them, not letting them take it to us. So uh, you know, we're excited to to match that level of intensity and kind of play our game and our speed, uh, and not their speed. Leo, when uh, we first talked to coach this season, he mentioned that this is a very young team. Uh, you know that there was going to be a lot of you know growth from this team as the season went on. You have won the championship. You were part of the 2017 Georgia Swarm team that won the NLL championship. When you look around this squad, like do, do these guys pick your brain over that? Like do you do you see a team that's ready to take that step? What what do you see when you look at your guys? Yeah, you know every every team's different, and when when you're been a part of a championship championship team, you kind of look at the ingredients of what a championship team takes, and we have that here. You know, the leadership group, uh, the coaching staff, um, and then the young guys that are obviously putting in the work as well. So the ingredients are all there. Uh, it's just, you know, who, who decides to put it all together in May. Um, so, but, but, you know, looking at this team, uh, I like I like the ingredients that we have and and what we're building towards. All right, so last last thing, you dropping the gloves this week? Is it are we going to get a two for two against uh, Buffalo with you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, uh, every game I go into it, just you know, seeing where the game takes me and and reading and reacting from there. Um, you know, I like to say I, every game I'm going to get seven ground balls, a goal, and and a game winner. But uh, but you just go out there and you do your job and, and what comes of it comes of it. So uh, excited to battle hard this weekend. Uh, no better place to do it other than at home. Um, but but we'll bring it in Albany um, when we play there in March. But excited to do it in Buffalo this weekend. Leo Steris, he is uh, he's getting ready to go and hopefully win another one for the Firewolves. We appreciate your time. Best of luck. Safe travels. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. There goes Leo. Hour number two, Levac Goss on the way next. You're listening to Fox Sports 95.9 and 980. It's time for the top four at four with Levac and Goss. Yeah. Time for the four biggest stories in the world of sports. I mean, that, that's if there is uh, a world of sports right now. And it is uh, brought to you by Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. Did you ever go into a test and you're thinking like, I don't think I'm going to do well on this test? If you just straight up. Every one of them. If you straight up told the teacher, like, look. Uh, Mrs. Graham didn't really do well on this one. Just giving you the heads up now. This feels like one of the slowest days in the history of sports today. But we're going to make it work. LeVac, we're coming out strong here. Story number four, Nelson Aguilar's returning to the Baltimore Ravens on a one-year contract extension. The near- I, eh, That's strong. Well, the reason I bring this up is because this ties in with Gabe Davis going to Instagram yesterday and announcing he's leaving the Buffalo Bills. 
And of course, the New York Giants looking for a wide receiver. The fact that Aguilar in a loaded receiver room has already decided to go back to Baltimore. Should New York fans be disappointed that he didn't wait to potentially become a Giant or a Bill? He's an interesting guy because if you remember, he never really did anything for, you know, until he got I, the Eagles, he was okay, but he dropped a lot of balls. They actually, there's this, one of the most famous gifts out there is the, we catch him, is unlike Aguilar, uh, when the guy stand outside the burning building. And they got to the Raiders. He was really good, contributed, goes to New England. It was kind of lost, but that also had to do with the quarterback situation. Baltimore, he made some big catches last year. I'm not sure where the Baltimore Ravens 100% need to improve, but the wide receiver room, not really it. They're good. I'm surprised he's going back. Gabe Davis's big announcement on social media is like, okay, who's the next best available wide receiver? Uh, Jawan Jennings, doesn't he feel like somebody that the Carolina Panthers would pay a ton of money to? Actually, Gabe Davis feels like that. Any sort of good wide receiver is what the Carolina Panthers would pay. So, look, would Aguilar change the win-loss total for the Bills and the Giants? Probably not. But now the options get a little bit smaller for what those teams may need on the outside when it comes to that. Well, I think, but it was well, smart. I think you think it was, smart, it was smart to keep him, though, right? I yeah. mean, oh, the yeah. Ravens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't let your competitors get him. Buffalo's going to be competing against you. And teams across the AFC, Cincinnati could have been in the mix, too, depending on what the future is for T. Higgins. We move on to story number three. The Buffalo Sabres are in action tonight, 7 o'clock. Puck drop against the Montreal Canadiens. The Boston Bruins, how about a 10 o'clock start tonight as they take on Historically, Payson to be one of the great teams of all time in the Edmondson Oilers. Also in action, the Toronto Maple Leafs, Austin Matthews. you got some of the best hockey players in the world tonight. Connor McDavid playing for the Oilers. Austin Matthews playing for the Toronto Blue Jays. A New York team in the 7 o'clock window. Levesque, it's rare. That, oh, oh, yeah. Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks, one of the great young rookies in the history of the NHL. This could be the night. That hockey dominates the <laughs> national talk, right? No. Oh. I mean, well, I mean, it could, but it's, I think you'd be more likely to hear about some of the like NFL stuff that's going on behind the scenes. You know, Listen, I know you ranked it higher, but you started talking about Nelson Aguilar signing with Baltimore. We, we are starved for sports news during this, uh, this, this desolate, just all-star break for the NBA, but I don't know that we'll ever be starved enough. Think about how the Rangers went, right? They came out one of the greatest starts in the history of, of hockey. Cooled off. They've started ripping it up again. We're still barely talking about them. Hockey's not taking over. Tonight could be a nice start, but I also don't think so. It's almost weird that like hockey has done everything to become more popular over the last five to ten years, whether that's improving the visual content, whether it's expanding to bigger markets here in the United States with more markets potentially still to come. You added Seattle. You added Vegas. Tonight could be a night where a superstar has to be a superstar performance that dominates the headlines and pops off. But if you're a hockey fan, you might get four to five hours of really good matchups tonight when a lot of sports are taking time off. Story number two, big deal, little deal, or no deal at all. The highest grossing NIL athlete when it comes to merch, according to Fanatics, is Caitlin Clark. That's right. Fanatics announced that today that she is the top-selling college athlete in the NIL. I know I heard uh, Michael Wilbon the other day talk about how his son, when he was looking for new sneakers, didn't buy the guy's sneakers. He bought Caitlin Clark's sneakers, which sell for both guys and girls, especially younger athletes. Uh, Shador mm. Sanders, by the way, used to be the record holder 
He was a huge story when the Buffaloes were 3-0, but now it's Caitlin Clark. Levesque, big deal, little deal, or no deal at all that Fanatics announced the popularity of Caitlin Clark. Now number one on the NIL Fanatics Selling College Athlete page. Eh, little deal. I mean, it's, look, it's it's cool. It's it's definitely something that we haven't seen, at least I don't recall seeing before. But at the end of the day, it's interesting right now. There will be far more interesting or interested in stories coming up across the multiple leagues. It's 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 nice. But it's not like all of a sudden everyone is taking women's basketball super serious. It's a big deal just because it feels like, I know Plum was in that mix for a while too. But when you see that, okay, like female athletes are outselling male athletes. This is what NIL was supposed to be. What? Whatever. You don't know how, you don't know how it's not a big deal? You know who, who uh, Paige Beckers is, Paige Buckets, right? Yes. She is coming back for another year of college hoops. It was like 13 seconds on SportsCenter the other night. No one's talking about it. Arguably one of the best female players we've ever seen. Going to play another year of college for UConn. And no one cares. So the Caitlin Clark is really good. Grab this 15 minutes of fame. Squeeze the life from it. Hold on to it as, as dearly as you can. Make as much money as you as you possibly can. Because when you get to the WNBA, no one's going to know who you are. I want to argue with you, but I feel like my next topic we're going to talk about in 15 minutes is going to get me called woke twice in the 4 o'clock hour. So I'm just going to pass. We'll talk more about Caitlin Clark coming up. And by the way, that yeah. was your number two story, right? Yes. So you ranked whatever this – I don't know. I can't see it. You ranked whatever this story is more important than Caitlin Clark being the highest-selling athlete as far as, like, jerseys and stuff goes. Okay, what's more important than Caitlin Clark? Soccer, Levac. It's soccer here for story <laughs> – Soccer for story number one tonight. Footy. Lionel Messi makes his debut for the Inner Miami Football Club as Miami hosts Real Salt Lake. You can watch that on Apple TV Plus, the MLS season opener. Miami is going wild for this, but as one of the most popular soccer players in a lifetime is playing in the United States. We've seen this, of course, in the past, whether it be Pele or David Beckham. I believe Pele played in the States. But this is Lionel Messi on Apple Plus. Levac, big deal, little deal, or no deal at all that Messi makes his debut tonight in soccer against Real Salt Lake. Is it real or real? I think it's real. But I feel um, like it's in the States. Nobody in the U.S. calls it real. I feel like our friend doesn't matter. What do you think about Messi making his debut tonight? For me, zero. Means nothing. Little as deal possible. But some soccer fans are going to be in on it. And the, you know what it is? It's going to be soccer, some soccer fans and some people that you don't expect. Like, if you just if you just play, like, um, like phone list roulette, just scroll through your phone, blindly tap one, whoever that is. If you do it, like, four times tonight, two of the four people that are going to go, um, see what Messi did? See what Messi's doing? Which is going to it'll blow your mind. But there's people who care enough about soccer that if one of the greatest stars in the last, what, 20 years is playing, they're going to pay attention. It's just, but for me, I just, I will I will wipe this from my memory the second we're done with the top four or four. Pele, of course, played for the New York Cosmos in 1975. I know some people were waiting on the edge of their seat to hear me give that stat. Will I watch Messi tonight? No. Will I try to find highlights tomorrow? Yes. Do I selfishly hope that Tyler Terrence 
Hobart alum, former guest on this show, is on the call tonight. Yes, I don't think he's actually on the call tonight, but I know he's a part of the soccer coverage for Apple TV+. Plus. So at some point, maybe in the World Cup in a few months, all that stuff, maybe we'll have Tyler on. There we go. There's the ways we maybe. can make it about us. But Maybe. Which means no. Guys is going to forget about this right after we stop doing Top 4 or 4. Some people are considering this one of the biggest stories of the year, LeVac. Some people call me a space cowboy. Some people call me the gangster of love. Some people call me Maurice. Apple TV Plus wants this to be the biggest thing that's ever happened. Who? Apple. T- yeah. Do I have to keep calling it Apple TV Plus like I'm an old just person? Call Apple just call TV. it Apple. TV is, you know, TV is not even the term anymore. People don't call it radio anymore. People don't call it newspapers. It's audio, visual, the written word. That's right. To recap today's top four four, we've got MLS's opener, a maybe top five wide receiver in the NFL, how women's basketball gear sold, and I'll be honest, I forgot the th- Oh, hockey. All right. I almost forgot my own story <laughs> that I added. It's not- Welcome to yeah. the doldrums, everyone. This is that part of the sports season where there's no sports. We we did this once before, but that was that was COVID-induced. This is... There's no, there's nothing, there's nothing. Else. So like I would have, I, my top four would have been, we'd go back, redo the Aaron Judge comments. Um, I would some of the Antonio Pierce stuff that's coming out. I would probably talk about. This is your Levac top four. That yeah, was yeah. Raider Yankee back to back. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's better. It's all more important than what you just did. We could have recap um, the Cuse game. I know we're going to talk about it next, but I would have talked. I would have talked about that that tight end uh, down in down in Kansas City. Uh, what else? Draymond Green criticizing Adrian Autry's coaching. I would have told everybody, you know, listen, I, I would have snuck a Firebirds plug in there for me as a good co-host. I would have done that. Hey, flock you tonight at Buca de Beppo. That's a big one. Holovac. I'd be like, yeah, that's great. Thanks, buddy. No, this one's over here. Lionel Messi, who we've never actually spoken about. Um, Caitlin Clark's jersey sales. Um, uh, the hockey schedule. And uh, I don't even remember what the other one was. Hockey again. Hockey. More hockey. Nelson Aguilar. Oh, Nelson Aguilar, yeah. At least you got some NFL in there. Draymond Green was right. Autry should have ran better plays for Chris Bell in that second half. Guy hit eight threes. You never never hit eight threes in a game, LeVac? I don't know if you saw the tweet. <laughs> Who never hit eight threes in a game? Me. The first half he hit eight threes. Will Chamberlain never did There was did no three-point line. Your boy. There was no three-point line. I didn't make the rules. Yeah, Wilt Chamberlain did. He dunked and dominated for 100 points in one game. Allegedly. No, allegedly. It's real. I would be more. <laughs> you leave Walt alone. That's 90s kid. That makes me laugh out loud every time you call him Walt Chamberlain. You know what? He's doing that on purpose, right? I don't know. You know what Wilt Chamberlain and Walt Chamberlain need? Someone to help their brand, like Elevation 10,000. Can you imagine if Wilt Chamberlain had the video processing power of Elevation 10,000? The guys would have to make him a new excuse on why he doesn't believe Wilt Chamberlain scored 100 points in a game. I was I was over at Elevation today. I was over in the print shop talking to Josh and Christian and Adam, the some of the great people that you would deal with if you needed, you know, um, help with the concepts, help with, uh, you know, printing, apparel, signs, vinyl, all of that. And uh, just it's just always good to catch up with them because you just you see these people are so good at what they do, and this is just one arm, one one branch of what Elevation Ten Thousand can do. Because if you go into another room, it's a bunch of people working on websites, 
You go to another room, it's, another, it's a bunch of people uh, fine-tuning the algorithm for how they can target your audience through digital marketing. And then you go see Dave McClatt, who's sitting in there, who probably should just be like telling other people what to do. He's designing a website, coming up with apparel ideas, negotiating the next big deal for Elevation 10,000, building a shelf to put more trophies on. Elevate your brand today with Elevation 10K. I mean, that's how it goes. Somebody's in the news again, LeVac. His name continues to be in the news, and I feel like maybe I haven't been honest enough about my take about this soon-to-be Hall of Famer in the NFL. All right, let's see what you have to say about Is it Antonio Brown? Is that you're talking no, about? No, no, no. donkey missed? No, it's not him. Did you? Actually, real quick. He tried to friend request me on Snapchat. Oh, yeah. Like, what is that? I saw that. You sent that to me. What is that? I think if I got invited to the Illuminati and said no, now I've been pressured to say yes, What's the worst part about you saying yes to that? Um, him thinking that I don't hate him. Uh, no, I don't. He can't know it's me. Like he has to be confused. CTE is real, kids. All right, I'll, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, you know, what I'm, do? I'm gonna send out a screenshot of the of the request first, so everybody can see it. No, don't do that because I don't need him fighting with you on Twitter. I don't need that. Yeah, you do. He's blocked me on Twitter. He can't see me on Twitter. It's on Snapchat. It's fine. It's fine. All right, let's do this other thing. So I'm assuming you mean Travis Kelsey. We'll talk Travis Kelsey. And, and why everyone needs to chillax. Coming up next right here, Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 980. Hey, it's back for the Integrative Sleep Center in Balsa Spa with Dr. Fred Dreer. I was, I was cursing the universe last night as I couldn't sleep because I broke my mouthpiece waiting for the new one. And I thought to myself, self, this is perfect because you now remember why it's important that people call Dr. Dreer if they're snoring, if they're having sleep apnea issues, if they're just waking up tired all the time. Literally, had a buddy reached out to me not too long ago, man, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. And like, it's an old line, but it's like when you're tired of being tired, you owe it to yourself to take that step, take that, that chance, that big risk, which is not even a risk. We're talking about a mouthpiece. But call 518-885-6185, 518-885-6185. Dr. Rear and the team are amazing. Um, I'm going to have my new mouthpiece in no time. They check in on me to make sure I'm doing okay. They're keeping me updates. Because, again, you get so used to sleeping after a while that when you start sleeping like poop again, you lose your ever-loving mind. I've been a little weirder than normal. I blame not sleeping, and I'm 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 not going to keep that going because I'm going to keep talking to Dr. Dreer and the team. You should call them, too. 518-885-6185. Dr. Fred Dreer and the Integrative Sleep Center in Boston Spa. They're helping me sleep better. They're going to help you sleep better, too. It's LeVac and Gaz on the voice of the Capital Region sports fan, Fox Sports 95.9 and 980. We are now being told that there is a better than average chance that we will never, ever, ever hear exactly what Travis Kelsey said to Andy Reid on the sideline of the Super Bowl. Um, it's weird because you see the promo video and it cuts from... Patrick Mahomes, he's talking, he's clearly talking, he's not far from them. And then it cuts to Tony Romo in the booth when you see Travis Kelsey run into Andy Reid while talking smack to him. Um, the belief is that the teams, the players, the coaches, well, the coaches and the teams have the right to kind of veto these things put, being put out. And they're going to veto that, and it's not coming out. And that, moreover... The NFL does not want it out because right now their most profitable guy is the guy who is on a plane to go see his girlfriend who happens to be Taylor Swift. So, guys, we may never actually know exactly what was said by Travis Kelsey. 
lame, boo, stinks. People, look, LeVac, I think it's one of the tired takes you and I hear, and it's happened since League of Lions sports wagering started. Like, sports are rigged. I've got, I have four different people, total different lifestyles, total different ages, have come up to me since the Super Bowl and said, how about that script, huh? How rigged was that? that the I'm like, oh, my God. Like, everybody's become the rigged person. Oh, yeah, so much. But this stuff, I'm like, he's protecting, he, the league, Roger Goodell, is protecting Travis Kelsey so he doesn't look bad. You don't want him to be the bad boy of the NFL because of the positive image Taylor Swift has. The whole mic'd up segment should have stopped after the Sam Darnold boogeyman thing. That, that should have been the end of it. <laughs> like, Hard Knocks has taken its heat from us, more so me, over the last few months about how much team control is really involved with that, that maybe the content that comes out People don't care as much. They just want hard knocks. They just want to watch that stuff. They don't care. But I think this one, everybody cares. Kelsey looked like a fool, a bad teammate, selfish, all of those things. And we all saw it during the Super Bowl. The Chiefs, and it looks like the NFL didn't want to add to that storyline. I've said this since the Monday after the Super Bowl, LeVac. You know what? I, I haven't said it. I lied. I need to say it now. You know, Travis Kelsey has been being treated a lot different than certain NFL athletes would have been treated in this spot. Right? Um, you know what I'm getting at here? I'm sure. I'm sure. Like I remember Des Bryant was called selfish and a diva when he was screaming on the sidelines. I remember Cam Newton was, oh, Cam didn't dive on that ball in the Super Bowl. I do want to point something out. So far, two for two on people who actually were divas and, and, we're guilty of a lot of things they've been accused of being. Just so we're clear. Shannon Sharp, like those clips have gone viral of Shannon Sharp going nuts on the sidelines, saying someone called the police, the Patriots are dead. Like Shannon Sharp could have made a But that was, he wanted that. He yes. was acting up for the camera. It just seems very. I, hold on. Yeah. Say what you're saying. If you're going to do this, don't be a wimp. I just realized the correlation between the three individuals. Say Say what you're really saying. If you're going to do this, why why do you feel like those three individuals were put on blast, but Travis Kelsey wasn't? I feel like there's a lot of race involved here. Oh, like, it just yeah. is. What? Here it is. Go. I'm not trying to be. Let's just talk about it, right? Like, Travis Kelsey is a white, successful tight end in the league. Yes. All the guys who have been called divas and cancers to the team and everything else, like, there's a huge race factor involved in here. Whether people want to talk about it or not, I avoided it for about nine days. But I think that race is playing a factor on how fans, media, and others have viewed Travis Kelsey versus other guys who have had meltdowns on the sidelines of the NFL. And now the most obvious example of it is that there are debate shows and the internet, and everybody wants to talk about people being on the sidelines being a distraction. Now, when the white Travis Kelsey does it, oh, no, no, no. We can't have that audio even hit the world. I mean, come on. The double standard has been thrown in our face about how we treat certain NFL athletes, and especially now with Kelsey. Here's the deal. And look, is is it possible that race factors in? I think race factors into everything. If we, Like I was asked not too long ago like by a friend of mine who happens to be black, do you think you're racist? I'm like, yes, I think everyone's racist. I don't. I do my best to not let it negatively influence the decisions I make, but I'm aware of the fact that you're black and I'm white. I'm aware of it. I jokingly say I don't see colors. Of course I see. We all see colors. 
One of the things that drew me to this company is when I watched the original training, it literally said like, hey, let's not pretend that people aren't different. Let's just not treat them poorly because of something that's different that, you know, they were born to, you know, whatever. Um, and I, I paraphrase a lot right there, but here's, here's why I think for lack of a better term, I'll be blunt. I think that's stupid because Travis Kelsey in college and even high school was a problem. He did things he wasn't supposed to do. Before Andy Reid decided to bring him in, he asked Jason Kelsey, is your brother okay? Well, can I work with your brother? He said yes. Travis Kelsey has done, I can't remember the last thing he did wrong. Now that was, listen, Bobby, he even says it in New Heights. He says, that was wrong. I went too far. I shouldn't have done that. But Des Bryant was... He there's literally was a member of the Cowboys staff who was employed strictly to watch and and babysit Des Bryant. And when Des Bryant wouldn't do that anymore is when his relationship with the Dallas Cowboys soured. And then we found out his house was covered in monkey poop because he had a pet monkey that was pooping everywhere. Um, well, Shannon Sharp, known big mouth, smack talker, looked for the cameras for those meltdowns, looked for them, and did a good job with them. I would say it's part of the reason he's so famous today. Who was the other one you had on the sideline? That... Uh, Cam, Des Bryant, Cam, Cam and Newton. Shannon Sharp. Cam Newton was known for basically thumbing his nose at the press. He's probably the closest to giving you a real point simply because he's such a different dude. People were more concerned at one point whether or not Cam Newton was gay or, or, or whatever because he wears male rompers and dresses weird. So, like, he's probably the closest thing you have to having a point. But you can't, just because one dude's white, another dude's black, you can't hold them to the same standard either because there's one one has a history of acting up and doing stupid stuff. Like you would have to give you have to give me guys who are of a similar um behavior, I guess, for me to really say, okay, like like um I can rip through three real quick. Okay. Kittle, Gronk, and Kelsey. Okay, all, they're all, they're all white, white dudes. All white tight ends, but we all treat them a little bit differently. Like Kittle Kittle wants to be a WWE superstar, it seems like. I find that funny. I think Kittle's got a great personality. Gronk. We all know about Rob Gronkowski. Loves to party. Loves to hang out. Loves to be a little bit of a meathead. All that stuff. In my lifetime, I've never heard of or seen an athlete portrayed who is black like Gronk. Because what people would say if like hey, the black athlete was going Shaq. out. Shaq is close. Shaq is close. But a cross-bar comparison, but I think that is a pretty close one. But like... I think of somebody, unfortunately, like a Darren Waller, that like we talk about him being an addict before we talk about him being a party animal. We think of Gronk being like, oh, it's fun. It's cool. Never a distraction, though. I don't know if we would think that the same way. Like Odell. Like the way we treat Odell Beckham Jr., who dates celebrities and goes out and parties and goes out and has a good time, isn't the same way we treat those guys. James Harden. Like James Harden goes out to strip clubs, and you and I have called him fat all the time. But now if Gronk or Kittle were at the strip club, you'd be like, yo, how much money did they just spend? Man, that's crazy. Yeah. I also call Baker Mayfield fat every year. You know, like, I, I listen, I, I'm i all about, like, if you want to show me real racism, I'm in. The reason Travis Kelsey, air quote, gets away with his behavior is, one, his head coach wants him to. The, the, the quote, victim in this case does not want, the uh, quote assailant punished. Two, say what you want. 
he's not a bad Travis Kelsey's not a bad guy. He says stupid stuff. He can't sing to save his life. He's not a bad. He hasn't done anything. You, there's no. There's. I. I'd love to fillet this dude in public because of what he is. He's a chief. Ugh. Oh, how dare you? But like, you know, Des Bryant was a known. Just he was getting in fights with teammates because they wouldn't carry his 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 pads and stuff. Like Gronk, I. I it almost doesn't feel right to put Gronk with Kelsey because Gronk was such a next level party guy. It, the you, mo- the you, most you got to be able to do it right. And, and OBJ, OBJ, the biggest problem with OBJ is he's never been as good as he as he acts like he is. The most recent example I can think of of a athlete pushing or bumping or screaming at their coach like this, I have to go back to Ed Oliver at Houston. Remember when Ed Oliver over was in Houston, jacket. right over the jacket thing? Now when that happened with Ed Oliver, Ed Oliver, uh, one of my favorite stats before NIL, was the first five-star athlete to not sign with a Power 5 team. Ed Oliver could have been the number one pick in the NFL draft when he was a true freshman. That's how good he was at Houston. Now, did he not go number one overall because he wasn't tall enough, that he got hurt his final season in college, that he announced he was going to leave as a junior, or because people viewed him differently how he pumped his coach? No one screamed that Ed Oliver was a competitor and fiery and fired up his team. His draft stock got bumped out. And if it's the same year, I know it's in like 12 months of each other. Remember, Josh Allen said the N-word on social media, and now we've conveniently forgot about that. Right, but I still right. remember Ed Oliver bumping his coach. I, Hold but, on. let me get, Can I, can sure. I tell you the difference between yeah. the three? Josh Allen was quoting rap lyrics. I mean, he's stupid. It's an IQ test, not a racing test. The, there has been professional lip readers brought in. And it appears as though Travis Kelsey said, put me on the field. Put me out on the field. Let him put me in. So Travis Kelsey bumped his coach. Tell me if you don't agree with this. Travis Kelsey bumped his coach because he wanted back in the game. He was pissed off about a fumble. Ed Oliver was ticked off because he wasn't active in that game already. And they made they told him the only active player should wear the coat. One was fighting to get back in and win a Super Bowl. One was fighting because he looked good and wanted to wear a coat. So there's a big difference between Ed Oliver... And Travis Kelsey here as well. Yes, I do agree with all that. The way I view that is I don't think it's going to negatively affect Travis Kelsey's career. I really don't. It's almost over anyway. I mean, Right, he could retire at the end of this offseason, next offseason. I know he's going for three in a row. When I first saw the Travis Kelsey play, and we're still talking about it almost two weeks later, I thought, you don't do that, man. Come on. I get get you're competitive. If you want to yell and scream at your coach, I'll even give you a little pass on that. But getting in your coach's face and bumping him and almost knocking him over, that's a little too far. Yeah. You want to be I don't mind competitive people being competitive because you're in that right there. And maybe the person you are on the field is not the person you are off the field. Fine with that. But the fact that he has no negativity involving that, and we're almost done talking about it, while we've seen other athletes have that follow them around for years to come seems so unfair. And I don't know if that's just I don't know if that's ever gonna change, but at least we remark on it and be like, Hey, that's not right. I think we could at least change the way we view that going forward for years to come. Maybe that's too uh, hopeful on my end, but I think if we do address it like we are right now, like, okay, we do see there is a little bit of a double standard here with this. Yeah, I I, I don't have enough. I don't have enough. And, and I'm all about it, man. Like, again, I think it's silly to act like racism isn't real. I think it's – but I think it's also silly to, to blame everything for it. Like, the – Ed Oliver is the closest comparison I can see because he actually did a very similar act. But then the differences begin to, to you know, spiderweb out. 
One was to get in a game, be competitive. One was to wear a coat. One, the head coach is not come. No coaches have come out in defense of the other one. His head coach came out in defense and said, "No, Travis a little war- worked up. It's not a big deal." They, Travis Kelsey told told everybody on New Heights. Reed goes to him, "Hey, everyone's watching me. You can't do that. Not don't push me. Not don't get you know." So like you, I wonder if like practice if these guys get into it, you know, when they're yelling and whatever. Hey, Reed's not a little guy, you know. He a little older now, obviously, probably not going to get into a lot of shoving matches with world class athletes, but he might very well yell right back a lot of times. It, it's I don't know. I, I just there's definitely it was definitely wrong. I don't think you've I don't think I've heard Travis Kelsey once say it was okay. Um, he when he started explaining it, Jason Kelsey jumped down his throat a little bit. It was like no, 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 it was really wrong. It was really bad. Like, but it shouldn't be the end of the world. And we and we got to stop being offended for other people. That's the number one problem with this country right now. Um, I can't think of the name of the comedian. He uses a speaker and uh, t- and text to talk because um, he has cerebral palsy and something else. He's usually on like Kill Tony and a couple other specials. But like he did, um, he did America's Got Talent. And he said um, he called himself um, handicapped. And some woman told him he couldn't say that. And he went, I'm sorry, you know, what, what do you do you have a disability or anything? She goes, no. But blah, blah. he goes, well, I've had this my whole life. And she's like, yeah, well, you can't say it. He's like, I'm sorry that I offended some, you know, perfectly able white woman in the middle of the country <laughs> by, by calling myself handicapped when only half my body works. But, like. We get there's so many people that they want they want to be offended so bad they look at it, oh my god you can't do that like okay yeah you're right I can't all right well what are we gonna do to him well what does what does Reed want to do to him nothing Reed wants it to go away well you can't let it go away you're the victim uh, yeah but nothing happened I'm fine we talked about it I feel like he understands we're good but I'm offended for you and now it's racism it is like come on come on <laughs> I just. So Andy, Antonio Pierce, remember I was telling you that like, we're going to have the Patrick Mahomes rules? Yeah. He literally said that. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Um, no, I just, I think it's just, and you, I don't know what happened to you. No, no, no. That's... I don't know. I think, you know what it is? What? You're spending way too much time with way too many women in your household. No, that's not. A lot of like-minded, the, the Bratwurst sisters or whatever the hell their names are. There's too many women telling you how to think, guys. You're a little too woke all of a sudden. No, no, no. And I'm not saying all women are woke. I'm saying these women are woke. I don't think in the history of the show I've ever dropped the race card. I think this is the you first tried. Co- you've been there's a I've couple been, times you've been trying. I've lately. been trying to get this onto the show. And today not just perfect. this. You've what? done it with other topics too. You try. You always hint to it. I the most credit I will give you right now is at least you flat out said it this time. Usually you hint around it and I'm like, dude, say what it is. Uh it's nothing. Say what it is. Uh nothing. It's because he's black. Um at least you're actually doing it now, but I'm telling you, you, uh, you, and again, I'm not like, I have a, I have a lot of female friends who feel the exact same way about this stuff as I do. This group of females that you're associating with have, have woke you. Don't let the people at GY know. That won't be very good for me. If you think, yeah. th- if you think this is bad, by the way, the white versus black topic of how athletes are treated differently. Don't worry, Giants fans. In two months from now, the NFL drafts around the corner. And the last NFL team to start a black quarterback was the New York Giants with Geno Smith, the last of all the 32 teams. And they never drafted one in the history of their franchise. If you thought the Kelsey conversation is interesting, wait till NFL draft time rolls around. I'm not saying I'm going to do it, but those headlines are on the way. I'm predicting that for the Giant fan base. That will be about April 2024. Michael Penick's not a Giant. 
Are they racist? That's coming. That's on the way next. <laughs> Not here today, but just be prepared. It's so terrible. That's true. It's so I, it's so terrible. It's just terrible. It's just it's a joke. And you know the people who are going to argue about that aren't going to be people who like you can go like, well, Dale Jones really you know, kind of came into his own, and this one, this one, this one. I thought they, had, they didn't have Tyra Taylor since since then. No, no, Geno Smith was. I believe Geno Smith is the first black quarterback ever to start for the New York Giants. Oh, oh! You're saying the they went the longest to have correct. That. I'm sorry, I don't know if I. I, I thought that you right. meant. I thought you meant the longest distance between now and the last time a black quarterback started for them. I didn't no. realize. Because I was gonna say, like, I can't remember the last one for the Raiders. Even I, there's a couple teams. Terrell Pryor, probably. Yeah, there's got to be one since then, though. I don't know. It's it's weird though. It's just you. And again, that that argument. Yeah, the longest is you also had Eli Manning, one of the most like longest consecutive start streaks no injuries in the history of the nfl bill sims kurt bill warner sims, a hall right. of fame i'm not again i'm just pointing out what's on the way understanding yeah. what people will be talking about i get it i know that's coming it's in so two stupid. months for giant fan trust me it's just stupid there's so many better there's so many good things to be offended about there's so many better things out there that we could be offended about instead of inventing a racist riff where there isn't one like that's like you know what i'm worried about wasps I don't, I'm scared. Like, can we, can they, I'm offended by wasps. That's where I am. I got, like, I'm, I don't want to get stung by wasps. So that's why I go to USX Pest Control. See, I have a way to fix it. Good. Yes. If you have pests in your home, USX Pest Control can help you. You can talk sports with Tim, Frank, Victor, Kristen, whoever it is. Maybe you could throw on the LeVac and Goss podcast. Watch what they're doing. Be like, you got to hear the take Goss had about Kelsey today. I don't know if I agree with him or not. And just like watch Frank be like, uh-huh. Okay, you need to fix your hey, attic though. Hang hey, on. Hey, Frank, uh, Goss says you treat yellow jackets better than regular wasps. Discuss. USX Pest Control can make sure your home is safe. Whatever it is, the attic, the basement, the garage, maybe spots in your home you didn't realize pests were coming through. You get on the platinum package. They'll make sure your home is safe. LeVac and I, we've been doing it for months now, and our homes yeah, we continue have. to be and safe. Yeah, we go to USX. USX Pest Control. <laughs> Get your free inspection today. USXPest.com. It's like a, a Gregorian chant if you do it just right. Hookers and weed. And then all of a sudden, a bunch of monks come out and go, Hookers and weed. And because monks love beer, it's a known, it's a known thing. Is that true? It's true. I've every movie I've ever seen, the monk is drunk. And that's not just because it rhymes. Robin Hood, uh, Prince of Thieves with Kevin Costner, the monk was drunk. Um, uh, other movies where the monk, they love they love a good craft lager. And like at first they'll be like, we cannot condone hookers nor weed. And we're like, dude, it's JJ Hookers, Willow be weed. It's a craft lager. We love craft lagers. Brewed right in Lake George. Ooh, that sounds lovely. And that's how they do it. And then the dude who's a monk who actually understands technology goes, I will go to the website. And it's hookersandweed.com. They find out they can get it at all the great beverage centers, like Oliver Beverage, Save More Beverage, uh, uh, Muddy's Tavern. And they enjoy hookers and weed like the rest of us. I've always said I want people to walk into local establishments here in the capital and say, hookers and weed, please. No. Focus and weed. That's what I want now. It's LeVac and Gaz on 95.9 <laughs> Fox Sports Radio. Uh, the voices in my head are strong and loud today. 
It's been a long, fun day, though, because you and I have been hanging out, dare I even say, in the AMs today, LeVac. You and I had a fun lunch today with one of our soon-to-be... It was like 11.55 AM. It's not like we were... It's not like we were sharing a hotel room in Vegas or something stupid like that. Coming up in March, we're going to have an announcement for a really cool thing that's joining LeVac and Goss. Got to meet with a, one of our future partners very soon. We had a good lunch. We talked about life. You're talking about Express Employment, Jordan Moniano? Is that you're talking about? Yes, I oh. am talking about Jordan from... <laughs> Express employment. He will be a part of the show starting in March. What I mean by part of the show, you get to learn more about that awesome business. We have to learn about it today. And he's somebody you definitely want to work with or not just work with, hang out with a lunch and learn about <laughs> it. Like that is somebody you want. He's a good dude. He um, really is. We've been, we, you know, it's, it's the first time we've had a chance to talk to him about Express, but we've already, you know, here on the show, he's been on uh, because he, he is a race car driver in his spare time. You know, it's like, what do you, what do you do? What's your, what's your hobby? What do you play some golf? I drive a race car loser. Uh, he's nicer about it. Uh, but also he's the reason we've, uh, we became close with bots bring on the spectrum, which, uh, won a bunch of money in the, uh, the C4 smart bankroll challenge for football. Yes, that's true. You did do that. Uh, you know <laughs> what I felt the most interesting about was our intern, Simone. Simone's going to be out with some of our events going up in March. I thought you meant like Simone. Cause like you said, the sales staff was there and she was the only like adult person i thought that was a member of the sales staff that was there she learned about the show very quickly she just watched and she's heard us before i don't i don't think she has (laughs) going out with people and and doug again from gy going out with radio people personalities it is a different lunch it was a lot of fun looking forward to that a lot of cool things coming up in the future looking forward to again the partnership we're gonna have what did she say something i'll you know what you're not getting paid today she kept laughing she can't wait to see you're getting paid double today they don't make it. With our live shows coming up and more. So come out and support Whoa. us in February and March when we're out live. More information on that is the winter continues. Doesn't feel like winter, that's for sure here in the Capitol I never region. know yeah. those those lunches. So I a I like I like to entertain. So I like to, you know, whatever. But with those lunches, I never know like like I said, Jordan, we're friends with Jordan. You know, we, we talk to him other times. I know Donna, not positive how well I know Donna, but I know Donna. But like, if you're if you're gonna take us to lunch to discuss us working with you and helping getting your message out, I think you should see exactly who I am. And I don't like I don't I don't want somebody to reach back later and be like, um, yeah, we had no idea he would do like Gregorian chants over a beer named Hookers and weed. We don't really want to be there anymore. So like, I bring it all up. I just have some fun. You know, I get into it. We're gonna give them the show right here. This yeah. is it. This is what you're signing up for. If you're, you're buying like, lunch, great. here you go. Here's the show. We'll work for food. We'll eat my feelings right in front of you. They laughed at a lot of the jokes. Most of them were about you. Um, so, so the intern was laughing too. Yes, the intern was laughing. I think I've I've talked to her before. Like, I feel like I'm not. Oh, that's right. I'm not allowed to be me in the hallways. That's I forgot about that. Okay, that's that makes sense. There's rules. I'm not allowed to be myself outside of this room. That's not true. There is. There's a rule. They're like they're like Levac. You can only be Levac in studio. Outside of studios, you are subjected to normal, um, uh, what's the HR, HR rules. The HR has no power over you in front of a microphone, but in the halls, you must be a, a, you must be a different person. Speaking of, please get your training done for iHeartMedia. What's this one for? I don't care. I'm not the doing EAS it. The EAS test. I'll tell you what. Uh-oh. I'll do it when you pay me a livable wage. How's that? I'm in front of the microphone. I can say what I want. I have a few things I'd like to talk about. I can't afford to wear pants. You want me to wear pants? Would you like to talk about the media versus former athlete beef? 
Would you like to give our play of the day right now? Or would you like to preview tonight's Flock University after a week off last week? I believe two weeks off. Two weeks off. Well, t- not really two weeks off because I did do the show from Vegas with Coach Ware. That's right. Um, so one week off. I would like to find Did you make money yesterday? Not only did I make money yesterday, I told you if you listened to LeVac and Gaz yesterday, you listening right now, I told you that was my play of the year in 2024. That is the most I've profited on any wager in a very long time. Definitely the most in 2024. Who made more on that bet, me or you? I did. You your, made more than I did? Your bet, you took a plus 400. I think yours was 420. Mine, yeah. My parlay was like plus 320, but then I chopped it up for money lines and spreads. That is the most I've profited on a wager, maybe since we've launched the show, not counting the Derby. That was an all-in play for me. I have two plays I like tonight, but that was my best hit of the entire, maybe history of LeVac guys, definitely 2024. You know what? You know this, and I'll just repeat this. Whatever you get excited about in your life, maybe you get a great buzz from working out. Maybe you like to run. Maybe the big sale, you're coaching up your players. Getting a prediction right on a sports talk radio show and calling it your favorite play of the year. Oh, it's an adrenaline rush. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, but now you can't say that again for the rest of this year. No, no, no. If I like one that I like better than the one last time, I can say it. I won't use Mm. it all the time. I won't be like the, uh, the tout guys. The can't miss blood oath pick of the century. I won't. Do You've that. done that too. I, I in the past. I'm a changed man now. I'm changed. Mm. Here are my here's my place for tonight, Levac. I'll give them to you right now because we already set it up. All right. George Mason in New Mexico. Okay. And I know you're going to be mad at me because I'm doing the theory that you and I both love. George Mason, New Mexico, two home teams against ranked teams. George Mason's at least a dog at three and a half. New Mexico's a favorite at seven and a half, even though. Colorado State is ranked, Mountain West, officiated in home, New Mexico, and George Mason. Money lines and spreads. I'll chop them up again. Chop, 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 chop. So New Mexico is my play. You can't have that one. I was already, look, I've already bet it. You have. I bet my last night, too. We both love the Lobos tonight. The Spanish Wolves, baby. Yes. Look out for the pit. What was your other George Mason? George Mason? George Mason taking on Dayton tonight. How do you feel about Bama versus Florida? Not great. Not great. Don't have a real good read on that game. Alabama last year was the favorite to win the national championship. The roster is not as good as it is this year as it was last year. Is Florida benefiting from what could be argued as a very top-heavy SEC? That's a much more important game for Florida than it is Alabama. I would back off of that game. That's a that's a pass for me. That feels like Florida can keep it tight and Alabama pulls away a little bit. So pass. All right. I'm putting them in a parlay. Putting George Mason plus three and a half, Bama minus eight and a half, New Mexico minus six and a half, three team parlay. Got a parlay booster. I'm gonna get after it. I'm going, I'm going in. You don't like it, which means it's a guaranteed win. Guaranteed. I didn't say I didn't like it. I said, said shocking. You said it was a terrible bet. I was stupid for making it. And I was like, you know what? That's one of my plays. That- Mexico's my play of the day, thanks to Mohawk Chevrolet. Together, let's drive a Mohawk Chevy where they always go out of their way to please you. But uh, now I'm on both of those because you underestimated the greatness of Alabama. Add Creighton to the list of well, teams. Yeah, come on, of teams that I've said will now win the national championship. That list includes North Carolina, Tennessee, Houston, Tennessee, Creighton. I'm going to have like nine more teams before the tournament tips off in about a month. Creighton's now on the list. They're at 41 to win the national championship. Hey Creighton, you just made the list. So there you go. You <laughs> you got like 30 teams on your list. I do. So they, they, they can all, all win can, it all. They can all do it. <sighs> I had another beef here. Have you heard about the J.J. Redick-Nick Wright beef? 
No, is it? Is it? <laughs> is it what the hell happened to Nick Wright? Why does he look like, like a? Um, he looks like a villain from a movie where uh, street rats become humans. <laughs> like Splinter from the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah. He split, but Splinter's a good guy. He'd be like, he'd be, he'd be evil Splinter. He confessed on social media. Why does this picture of me with Patrick Mahomes look like Gargamel? He does look a little like Gargamel. He's got the long hair that's starting to push back from the forehead. He doesn't have the full skullet like Gargamel. And that nose is powerful. For those who don't know who Gargamel is, that is the bad guy in the Smurfs cartoon. What the Smurf is wrong with you? You don't know who Gargamel is? What are you, some kind of Smurf and Smurf? Nick Wright wants to get in a feud now with J.J. Reddick. J.J. Reddick earlier today was upset because his comments about Doc Rivers have gone viral. If you missed this, J.J. Reddick saying that Doc Rivers never held himself accountable for his mistakes, which I don't actually believe is a bad take. There's a lot of interviews out there where Doc Rivers makes tons of excuses. It's, well, not, it's, not, it's not Blake's fault. It's not my fault. He's not doing that great for the Bucks right now. His son, Austin Rivers, formerly a Duke, formerly the NBA, is actually really good on TV. Some would say he got blindsided, got put in an unfair spot yesterday because before Letter Network said, hey, uh, Austin, what do you think about this guy ripping apart your dad? Huh? Of course he went off and went off on J.J. Reddick. Nick Wright, Big Fox, said this, quote, I totally understand folks who aren't into televised sports discussion debate. It's not for everyone. But I'll never understand someone who's incredibly wealthy opting into working in the space, then uses the platform to complain about how useless, dumb the space is. J.J. Reddick was complaining that that cut about Doc Rivers got over 10 million impressions while he does a breakdown of the last nine games of why Zion Williamson isn't playing well for the Pelicans and it gets 50,000. It doesn't make sense that fans don't want to be educated. They just want hot takes and big-time takes. Nick Wright later went on, to say this, the great thing about modern sports media is there's literally an audience platform for all types of coverage. You can do anything, and folks can create their own lanes, platforms, where they can do anything they want. It's an exciting time. Uh, mm. Levac, what do you make of Nick Wright calling out J.J. Redick about insulting both the platform, and it seems to be sports fans in general, and Nick Wright's case saying, you're too dumb to understand me, I, in comparison to J.J. Redick. I, I hate all platforms but i use them so does that mean i'm as bad like does that mean i'm stupid because i hate them all but i use most of them like we have to use them as part of our job i don't think that's mm. nick Wright looks like gargamel that's the important thing to remember from all of this let me offer this up there's a audience for everything it's probably the easiest way to put this if you love two people screaming at each other about sports you can find a show about that if you want to listen to a show of like you and your buddies sit at a bar or your basement or wherever watching a game, I think LeVac and I, our show hopefully reflects that. That might be here. If you want X's and O's coverage, like NFL matchup used to be that show, but there's a reason it's on at 6 a.m. in the morning on a Sunday. That audience isn't as big. If you want a fantasy audience, you want gambling. 2024 gives you everything. We try to do our best to entertain you. But there's a reason why. ESPN wants to yell about Dak Prescott's contract and LeBron James because a lot of people care about it. So I get I, look, this is the second time in a row, I think on this second, I said both people are right. Nick Wright's right. Like JJ Reddick's too smart for his own good, but that doesn't mean JJ Reddick should stop doing what he's doing. I think he's very unique in what he does. The problem with JJ Reddick, he's just realizing, like, yeah, man, some of this stuff, the easiest stuff people want to consume. What's wrong with that? There's a reason people on YouTube have these wild reaction videos. There's a reason cat videos are like the most popular thing. 
Some people like it. It's okay, Nick. Like, it's fine, everybody. We're all good. You cracked the code, JJ. And Nick doesn't like that he cracked Here, the code. Here's here's the problem, too. There's nothing going on. <laughs> yes. So, like, Nick writes, like, Yahtzee, I'm gonna I'm gonna start a little feud with uh, with JJ Reddick now because there's nothing going on. And uh Ooh, I got one. Yeah. Jordan fans, I got an idea. Yeah. I'll side with LeBron. Yes. Ooh, Bills crazy. fans are very engaging. Let me say Josh Allen stinks. <laughs> what else is going on? Oh, JJ Reddick, the rising star. Get him! Get him! Sniff that out, LeVac. I totally agree with that take. Yeah. We need some sports back, please. What is it, tomorrow we'll get the NBA? Yes. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, there's only so much Rangers I can watch. I, I, I'm not a hockey guy. Sorry. You're not ready for another Utah State night against uh, San Diego State on the CBS Sports Network? Hey, if it pays. If it pays, I'm in. <laughs> I'm I'm a fan of winning. Thanks to the play of the day with Mohawk Chevrolet. Good little drive box. Everybody always got out of the way to please you. Uh, speaking of Mohawk Chevy, um, I got to go up there. I got to pick up some stuff. And it's like, it's always, it's funny to me when like, you know, the places like you like to go and the people there are always like, man, I'm sorry. You got to come by here and whatever. So like, I need to run up there to get up, grab a couple of things, do some stuff. A lot of it for the Firebirds. And um, I'm just like, they're like, oh, man, sorry, we would have brought it to you. I'm like, no, I, I like going there. Like, dude, fresh coffee, nice people. I can usually find a quiet place to work for about 20 minutes before anybody comes looking for me. Like, I love it there. Now imagine if you needed a vehicle, how much you'd love it there because that's the deal. Over 260 new vehicles on the lot to start this month. More showing up every day. That means deals are happening. They're moving vehicles. They got uh, red tag clearance. They got the basically uh, sign and drive where you make your first payment and you're leaving in like a Trax or an Equinox. So many great vehicles, and I know, like, I know we're still talking about the cold weather, and we're not there yet. We probably got one more snowstorm coming our way, but maybe just maybe start looking at those Camaros and Corvettes and everything else because the warm weather is is coming. Soon that salt will be off the roads, and you can start driving those sporty sporty cars again, feeling good about life. Mohawk Chevrolet right there in Boston Spa. Together, let's drive with Mohawk Chevy where they always go out of their way to please you. I got to go to Flock You. Yes, but well, you know what? I'll squeeze another two minutes out of you. I think I could do it here. Thanks to Cavino and Rich, who probably aren't even on today. They, a show will air after us. I promise that. Yeah. Uh, can we get a little preview? Because last time we talked about Flock You, LeVac, there were some rumors that you wanted to ask Coach Ware about certain things involving the league. Will we get answers tonight, or will we have to tune in to find out? I think there's going to be some drama tonight. Oh, I think, drama, drama. I don't know if... I would say that in a lot of structures, the team president is is higher up than the head coach, general manager. But our structure, I would say we're even. We're equals. Like, I run the front of the house. He runs the back of the house kind of thing in, in restaurant terms. I don't know if he's going to follow me into the breach. I don't know if he's going to let me do what I want to do. But I'm a little ticked off at the league, and I'm going to say what I want to say tonight, and then we'll see. If, if Damon jumps in on my side, it's going to get real. If Damon goes after me, it's going to get real because he's not wrong to do so. But I'm going to say what I think because I think there's something wrong with this. There's this. I think it's a very smart league. I think they're very good people, but I think they're doing something very wrong right now. It needs to be fixed. Ooh, that is a tease. Tune into Flock University, Flock U, Albany Firebirds. I'm already telling you tomorrow, we might be leading the show with that conversation because <laughs> it's going to affect Capital Region sports fans. The voice of the Capital Region sports fan right here, Fox Sports 95, 990. Be prepared to give answers for those who don't tune in to that big show tonight. I'm not sharing. No, it's, it's exclusive. <laughs> One day we're going to get it on Fox Sports. One day we're working You want it? it? There's a price there, Tommy Corporate. I'm going to start picking up my bar tabs.
Maybe just give me paid back for that trip we just did. That'd be great. Any of those things would be fantastic. Hey, guys, uh, how, about, how about you wash your hands? Don't touch your face. And uh, it's Fox Sports Radio 95.9. If, you, if you're so inclined, why don't you hit the button?